Aloha tech and business aficionados. Chris Hobbs here, president of TTT Studios, where we make the software magic come to life. Welcome to episode nine of the Afternoon Tea Podcast, where we talk to entrepreneurs and leaders in the tech industry about their journeys towards success. Our guest today is Canadian startup supporter, community builder, event planner, and everyone's friend, Vivian Chan. Vivian is the co-chair of Vancouver Startup Week, which just completed a successful 2020 event, COVID be damned. Vivian is also the operations manager of Yell Canada, a registered charity equipping young leaders with startup and business skills and tools. So let's chat with Vivian. But first, if you like what you hear and there is no reason why you shouldn't, please don't forget to rate and review us. Heck, I think you should even subscribe. Now, let's listen together. Today, I am super excited because I have an old friend, a friend who I have known for, well, we're going we're gonna to find that out, uh, a, a while now, one might say, the amazing, the ever so popular Vivian Chan. Um, now, let me, let me give you a little bit of info, a little backstory, if you will, on our friend Vivian. Vivian Chan is a community builder at heart and has a background in marketing, sales, and event management, which she has implemented in the last 10 years while working with Canadian companies and entrepreneurs. Prior to her current ventures, Vivian served as the National Accelerator Operation Manager at Wavefront and was in charge of their programs, events, and community management all across Canada. Vivian now works on various projects and initiatives with different organizations in the startup and tech community, including serve as co-chair of Vancouver Startup Week, operations manager for Yell Canada, and more. In her spare time, you'll find Vivian on the hunt for delicious craft beer or petting every dog that she meets. I believe that. Welcome and hello, Vivian. (laughs) Hello. When you said old friend, I was a little worried you meant my age. I did not. I meant old (laughs) dear friend. Okay. And I didn't mean in that sense that you're a dear either. So we'll just go with the fact that, you know, well, here's actually my first question, Viv. Do you remember meeting me the first time? Kind of. Because I'm not 100% sure. I think I know. But wh- I, when was it? I don't remember the exact date, but I'm pretty sure it was late fall or early winter of like 2010. Mm-hmm. I had started mm-hmm. at Wayfront and then I get an email from you saying, you sponsor our space for meetups. Help me out. That and, sounds like me. Yeah. And so I was like, I have no idea what this, what, what's a meetup? And then figured that out, booked the space and then showed up to say hi. That's mm-hmm. when I met you. And then I think, I don't know if it was that meetup or the next one where Dave then also came up to say hi. And it just confused the heck out of me. That, that would I, be Dave, I, my I, handsome, handsome brother. Yes. Your handsome twin brother. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's when I was like, oh, two tall totems. I get it. Well, if there was a third, it'd be even scarier, I suppose, even yeah. though even though the, the amazing Josephine is the third in that case. But, uh, well, you know what? I, I, first off, I want to congratulate you because another successful and less than typical, but very <laughs> successful Vancouver Startup Week has just completed. Yeah. So for, first off, thank you to you and Caddy and all the, the, the amazing volunteers that, that, that you know, get this uh, such an important event to Vancouver going. Um, so here's a question. How much time is this? Is, is Vancouver Startup Week a full-time job year-round? No, it's a off-the-side-of-our-desk, work-on-it-whenever-we-can 
dream about it, talk about it nonstop, annoy everyone that we know, <laughs> kind of volunteer job. Um, we always take one week off every year, and it's the week of Thanksgiving, um, just because it's usually the week right after startup week. And so everyone just needs to sleep. And then right after that, we get back to it. We do all the post startup week work. And then once that's out of the way, we start planning for the next year. So it never, it never ends. Never ends. But I just love the spirit that every, like all the volunteers behind it. It's, it's an exciting time. And, and I honestly, I think it's the, 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 you know, the, the, the soul of you and Caddy um, that make it exciting. And so, you know, I do, I do want to thank you because it is an important time for, for you know, new enterprises, uh, startups, uh, you know, older dogs in the field like ourselves. Um, it's a great time just to at least kind of cross-pollinate and share ideas and see where companies are. And, um, you know, I don't know if there are too many great events like that. So I, I think it's fantastic. And, and another big part of Vancouver Startup Week, and this is where we... You know, it, we kind of cross work together. I don't know if cross work makes sense in this case, but where we work together, of course, is with the hackathon. Now, mm -hmm. now VSW, Vancouver Startup Week, for those who can't figure out what VSW is, is an event around startups and around, you know, creation, creation of business or ideas or products. Yet Van Hacks is kind of more of a social enterprise. You know, we're here mm -hmm. to help out nonprofits. Why do you think that it was such a great idea for us to work together? So a couple of reasons. Number one, because I love you guys, and I know it's going to make my life a lot easier to work with amazing people. Um, but with Startup Week, at the end of the day, Startup Week has always been built by the community for the community. So as much as it's helping to, you know, share advice or, or investment information or anything for startups and entrepreneurs, there's still that part of giving back to the community that's really important to us. Um, and so every year we try to come up with something that that is a give back um, uh, initiative for us. So sometimes we'll fundraise for a charity or collect donations for the food bank. Um, but, you know, it's me and that's never enough. And I always have to do more and do more. And I remember so the very first hackathon um, for Startup Week was in 2015 and I ran it um, on behalf of Wayfront. Um, I think you were a judge for that. Because my handsome brother, actually. Your handsome brother was. But were you there? Maybe. Anyway. I was. It was stinking hot in there. It was disgusting. And if anyone's <laughs> ever been to a hackathon, that is an overnight hackathon in a really small space. It is so gross the next morning. <laughs> it smells horrible, but it's it's amazing. Um, but yeah, so I ran that and it was, you know, just build a startup in a weekend was pretty much the theme, um, which is great, but I, I felt like we should do more to give back to the community. Um, and I think, was it 2017 or 2016 that you guys ran the very first fan hacks? And I remember being on the phone with you guys as you were planning it and going, this is so awesome. I wish we had done this instead. And I love the hackathon so much. I, I was hanging out at Hootsuite all weekend. And I remember you making fun of me you're like, you need to go home. I was like, no, this is so cool. Let me stay. <laughs> and I've never made fun of you, Viv. Come on. Sure. Lies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just like, it doesn't make sense to have so many different hackathons. I'd rather have one really good hackathon that we all believe in and we all love. Um, so it's kind of a no brainer for me to just say, hey, instead of startup week spinning off a little team to plan a hackathon, why not go to you guys and, and just combine efforts and and that way it helps us also showcase, you know, everything that you guys do um, versus just our team of volunteers trying to 
plan yet another event on the calendar by ourselves. Oh, I dig it. I dig it. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into just VSW and there's a lot of work that goes to hackathons. You know what? Between us, I think we've got the energy to, to well, you know, I'll, I'll even brag a little bit, put on great events together, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, that's also something I mean, when I was thinking about when did we meet, I was also thinking with this, with this COVID situation, I mean, I used to probably see you once a week. Like I'm yes. not joking. It would be one event a week where I would yeah. bump into you. And I'm kind of missing, you know, having you a little bit closer by to say hi, make jokes of, pick on people, because I know we're good at that. Um, but you know what? This year, because of COVID, obviously, yeah. you, you threw a virtual VSW. Can you can you mm -hmm. can you share some experiences about that? The the the, the pluses, the the challenges, anything like that? Yeah. It, to be honest, we weren't sure if we were going to do Startup Week this year. Um, when COVID hit, we just all we cared about was how the team was doing. We would do, you know, mental health check-ins basically with the team all the time um, just to make sure everyone was doing okay. And then around May, May, June time, we all got together and just did a, hey, how's everyone doing? What are your thoughts about Startup Week? And I said, if, if it's too much to handle, let's not do it. Like it's not worth, you know, a group of friends who are volunteering to do this to, you know, lose our mind and, and lose sleep over it. So we pitched the idea of postponing it for a year and crazily enough, the whole team was like, no, let's, what if we tried to figure it out? We, mm -hmm. we always figure things out. What is, how is this any different? Um, so we said what we would do is we would reach out to some of our partners. So, you know, TTT, Innovate BC, um, and basically say, if we were to do this virtually in some crazy new format, would you be up for supporting us and taking part? Um, you know, normally we hold about 100 to 120 events over seven days. We figured, you know, if we ran it for a day or two, we'd get six, 12 events max, but at least it's something. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, everyone said, yes, you guys were on board to figure out how to do a virtual hackathon. And we said, well, if TGT can do it, why can't we? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so I, I remember... I remember when you came and asked us because Pauline and I went back right after the meeting and go, there is no way we can do a virtual hackathon. But then, then you, I think it was you, introduced us to Chris Richards from Microsoft who said, this will be easy, guys. We, we got this. We got this. And he gave me the confidence that we had it. So because Pauline and I were like, oh, uh, this is, this is going to be hard. But I, so I, I want to give Chris props. For, yes, for, for actually, you know, making this happen. So, thank, <laughs> yeah, thank it, but it was interesting because we honestly had our partners and, you know, the the Chris of TTTs and Chris of Microsofts of the world had said, no, we wouldn't have done it. Um, yeah, so we decided to do it. We tried out a new event platform called Hopin, never used it before, knew nothing about it, but we knew we could afford it. <laughs> Um, and just started pitching the idea to a bunch of people. And we thought, okay, we'll, we'll do three days, 12 events, call it a day. And the submissions just kept rolling in to the point where we're like, we, there's not enough hours in the day to fit all these sessions. I think in the end, we had 80 or just under 80 events over the six, seven days. Um, workshops, panels, fireside chats, you know, pitch competitions, everything we normally would hold in person was moved online. Um, we usually do a recruitment fair at Science World every year, and it's awesome. But this year, mm -hmm. we ran it completely virtual, knowing it's not going to be the same experience. But if that's at least something we can do to help these people find jobs with really cool companies, then we'll do our best. So it ended up working pretty well for what it was. <laughs> 
um, I, I think, you know, the con will always be, you know, at the end of the day, the networking is missing, you know, for us, one reason we, we do start a week is just because how much fun it is. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's more a celebration than it is a conference. Um, mm -hmm. We will, we will never want to be that giant conference at the convention center because that's just not who we are. Um, we don't want to give off that vibe of this is not something you can afford or something that's a little bit too, too businessy or too uptight. It's supposed to be, you know, going into different offices, meeting new people, hanging out, going for lunch, going to a party um, all around town. Um, so that that piece obviously is missing. Um, there were no high fives or hugs this year, mm. uh, which is always, you know, different. I normally lose my voice every year after Startup Week a little bit. That didn't happen for the first time, which was great. Um, but, you know, what was interesting is that we got a lot more attendees than we normally would. Um, we probably had an extra 800 people register. Um, and for the recruitment fair, you know, we normally have 500 people walk through the door at Science World. We hit over 800 this year um, for the recruitment fair. So, and then seeing where they were coming from was really cool because it wasn't just people from Vancouver. It, and it was more than just Canada. We had people from every single continent, minus Antarctica, which I would have loved because that would have been amazing. The penguins decided not to work here. <laughs> penguins can be entrepreneurs too, you know. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool to see, you know, people who are staying up because of the time zone difference, you know, students who are in virtual university but have startup week on the other monitor, you know, trying to get a job so that they can move here. That was super cool. Um, and then for a lot of our speakers, we we don't just have speakers that are local. We have them from across Canada and, and the States. So it was really easy for them to join this year. They didn't have to worry about flights and hotels and time zones. Um, everyone just pressed a button and they were in. Um, we're always going to run into little issues when it comes to online. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm that event nerd that loves events and planning. And people watch me roll into venues with suitcases full of things and extra projectors and stuff. And this year to not be able to control the logistics of an event because we're completely at the mercy of, you know, each individual's internet connection or their own capabilities of turning on a camera. <laughs> you know, things Which like that. Difficult. Apparently so. It's really hard to press that button sometimes. Um, but it, it's so hard for me because I'm that control freak that's like, please let me just do it for you. And I can't because I can't physically be in your home. I think that was the toughest for the team um, is just we can only do so much. We can only hold so many prep sessions, send so many emails, pick up the phone so many times while everyone has a day job, um, you know, and and if they still can't do it, they still can't do it. What can I say? <laughs> well, the, the one thing with the virtual, though, that I think has been different is and I know this was much easier for the for the, the hackathon, I assume it's probably the same was the there is less need for sponsorship. I mean, there's always need for sponsorship. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. But because the physical, you know, presence isn't required, the the there's yeah. it's not, not not as many are needed. You can you can stretch the budget a lot longer, maybe or a lot wider. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. I've always loved some of the sponsors that have been part of it. I mean, you know, it seems like when someone's a sponsor of VSW, they stay a sponsor, which I think is great. <laughs> but my favorite, and I'm not gonna mention names because I don't want to pick them out, but I love <laughs> how much over the years we've been discussing 
how many of the drinks that you get at the end. Um, you know, these very special drinks that a lot of people love. It's not my favorite, but uh, I, I don't know. I open one of those instead of my tea. <laughs> do you still have any in your house after a year and a half? That's what one thing I want to ask. Not a year and a half, but I do have some from last year. Um, I, I, I have about... 24 cans <laughs> literally 10 feet away from me right now well, well, well tell me i mean the hardest part uh, at least i find one of the hardest parts of this you know this this gig keeping things going is getting the you know getting the sponsorship do you have any crazy stories that you know maybe you don't want to mention <laughs> but, you know that you've had to deal with in order to get that sponsorship dollars um sell my soul a little um mm -hmm. no i'm kidding um no our sponsors are great honestly like I don't know what we would do without the sponsors because, again, all, we're a non-for-profit and whatever comes in goes out to pay bills, pays for Science World, pays for chairs and tables, mm -hmm. um, pays for the lunch. Um, but, um, yeah, we <laughs> it's always a surprise sometimes. We think it's so easy until, you know, you you roll into a venue because you've been told it's been set up and it doesn't have chairs it doesn't have a projector. It doesn't have a computer. And you're going, how do you run events without these things? And, you know, we're, we're scrambling on the weekend before to call rental companies and set up extra, you know, chairs and unscrewing a projector from someone's office and rushing it across town so that we could set it up in this new venue. Um, there's always those situations, which we're, we're pretty prepared for now. I think we pretty much have you know, the rental companies on speed dial at this point with account numbers, um, you know, and then you always get some sponsors who it, it's really interesting because, you know, for, for startup week, we've always been, we're not, we're not here to play favorites. We don't do exclusivity ever. Um, you know, for example, if a law firm signs up to be a sponsor, they cannot ask us for exclusivity um in in terms of being the only law firm to sponsor us we will not allow that because the whole point of startup week is you know we're, we're here to show you everything that's available to you as a resource or a service provider if we were to only have one law firm sponsor us that kind of means we're saying they're the one to go to and that's not true it's supposed that. to be here's you know the six or seven or eight that are in town that all have the resources and the people who want to help a startup it's on you to figure out who's the best fit for you. I'm not, I'm never going to be the one to tell you that. So, you know, we'll, we'll have all of these sponsors and then one of them will suddenly be like, I just, I could use that little bit of extra love and attention and special treatment. And you're like, how, why I can't, I cannot say yes to this. But of course, you know, they somehow convince you mm -hmm. and you're just like, Oh, I hope nobody notices. This is awful. And it just hurts my soul when that happens. Cause I feel like that tells me so much about why they choose to jump on board. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to mental note that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll tell you, tell you what, let's, let's, let's switch gears a bit. Um, so you started with Wavefront, okay? <laughs> or at least when I met you, you were with Wavefront, which, yeah. which in my mind, it was, there was very, this was one of the top community organizations in my mm -hmm. mind. And the fact that they freed you up to do so many things in the community really spoke to, to their mission. I think. Mm -hmm. um, was it, was Wavefront your first job uh, in startup incubation? Yeah. Funny enough, I actually joined as the marketing assistant, hence mm -hmm. why I was given the task of your meetup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was there, um, I started in September 2010. 
that was a long time ago, um, mm-hmm. as a marketing assistant and really just helping, you know, little bits here and there and picking up the phone when someone needs to come through the door and, you know, renting out all these cell phones and tablets to developers. And that was pretty much the extent of what I did. Um, but it was soon after that that we had um, gotten the federal um, funding to become, I guess, a, an accelerator in essence of it yeah. and run all of these programs for startups. And no one else that I could remember was doing it at that time. We were one of the first ones back then. Um, and so my direct boss, Brad, who everyone loves, who everyone loves, and thank goodness for him, he was basically given the new job of launching this accelerator program slash department, not knowing actually what it was. We just knew we had to do it. Um, and he, funny enough, he wasn't even a full-time staff. He was like, I'm only part-time. I can't run this. And so they said, well, you need to hire uh, someone to help you out. And he's like, how do I hire? Like, what am I hiring for? There is no job description out there for this job. And so they just walked into my office and said, Hey, what do you think about this job? And I was like, can you guys tell me more? And they're like, no, not at all. There's nothing to tell you. Just do you want to do you want to try something different? And it actually, you know, was a was a great decision for me because I actually wasn't really happy with my role in the marketing team. Um, mm-hmm. And they, you know, said, "Hey, she's." I was back then the youngest one on the team. We had a team of I think I was employee number nine, um, and I was the only one who really liked going up to everyone and talking to them and getting to know them and just being like, "Everyone's my friend." So they figured, well, she knows everyone already. So it's a lot easier for her to do the job than to just get someone brand new. So I ended up joining that department. And basically, that was my life for the next seven years after that. Yeah, it was a, it was a crazy job. It was difficult in the sense that there was no one to really teach you how to do the job. You had to figure everything out on your own. Um, you make, you end up making a lot of friends with other accelerators and other programs. You're on the phone with them almost every day, a lot of community building. Um, it was basically because it was just myself and Brad in the department, you know, if my job is to get companies to join our program, the only way I can get that to happen is if they know about our program. So it was a lot of attending events, which is why I saw you like every week, but it was every single night, you know, you're going to one or two, three events sometimes every night. And the goal was, you know, I need to make it so that one day when I'm too tired to go that day and I don't go, people will either think I was there and they just missed me or they're going to ask where I am or they're going to ask someone how to get a hold of me, even though I'm not physically there. So it took a few years. I want to say it took me three, four years of just going to events every single day and grabbing the microphone and shaking hands and all of that stuff. And then one day I was just so busy, I couldn't go to an event. And I think someone messaged me and was like, oh, I missed you at this event tonight. And I was like, yep, there it is. <laughs> I'm good. I can I can go to every second event now. So yeah, it was a crazy well, I, time. I, I got to admit, I, I mean, I used to do a lot of events myself. And every time I bumped into you, I was always happy. I, I would make a beeline for you right away. And then we would, I don't know, start making cynical comments about, you always. know, everyone. <laughs> Everything. You know, but, well, you know, okay. So, so Wavefront, and again, I, I have a lot of respect for, for the organization. Um, obviously we did some work together. Uh, and unfortunately Wavefront uh, did 
um, go under, I guess, bankrupt. Mm -hmm. A couple of years ago, yeah. A um, couple of years ago. And, you know, and I think this speaks to you and, and the people that work there is because you guys, I mean, unfortunately, we, we were owed a, a, a little bit of money um, for that. And, but I didn't even think about the money. I thought about you and Brian and Jeff and all those people first, because I'm like, these are the people mm -hmm. who are so important to our community. You know, what, what, you know, what are we going to do? How do we support them? And then I heard about the story about when you heard about the situation and what you did. Can you, can you talk a little I, bit about how you became the protector of, <laughs> of, of Vancouver startups? Oh gosh. Um, well, I can now because, you know, the lawyers can't get me. Um, <laughs> It, <laughs> they took up all the money, by the way. I'm not liking those lawyers. Oh, really? <laughs> they recorded on that one. Oh, yeah. Long, that's a side. That's, a, that's for another tea, maybe a different kind of tea. Um, I, yeah, I was sitting in my office, basically looking at my giant whiteboard of the 100 million things I had to do and should have already done. And was called into a boardroom with everyone else and was basically told, this is it you guys can all leave. Here's your last paycheck. And it was Friday at like one o'clock. It was like right after lunch. And we're just like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? And so they just explained, you know, it's not working out. We've just decided to cut our losses and move on and um, bye. And some people honestly just walked out of that boardroom and I have never seen them since. Um, for me and the, you know, Jeff and Brian that I love and work closely with, we just closed another office and locked ourselves in there and held a five-hour meeting of what we needed to do. Um, we were told that we weren't allowed to say anything, which is ridiculous and silly, but I mean, I get it. There's certain rules um, because it wasn't, I guess, formally announced to the world. And until they do that, I'm not allowed to do that. Um, but obviously, I then immediately secretly called Innovate BC <laughs> and told them what had happened, um, told, told my friend, Will, shout out to Will, who's like my event husband from 2010. Um, but what the reasoning was, was because BC Tech Summit was actually happening the next uh, week. And the entire team was already... Wasn't it? Hmm? It was the next day, wasn't it? Uh, we found out on Friday, um, setup was over the weekend and BC Tech Summit started Monday morning. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's so that's that's where everyone found out. So yeah, <laughs> yep. uh, so yeah, I called him and I just said, um, this is what happened. And no matter what goes out there, I, I'm not going to allow you guys to have our logos everywhere because it's going to keep bringing it up when the focus should be on the summit. Um, so I had him secretly <laughs> remove a lot of mentioning of us. And I told them to, because luckily one of my good friends is also, um, she works for the event management company that was hired out to do BC Tech Summit. Um, so I had her hold off on building our booth space, um, called up a few friends who also worked in the ecosystem and just basically said, something's coming down on Monday. And when I call you on Monday, whatever I ask you, you need to say yes. And they were like, are you going to be okay? I'm like, just, just promise me you'll say yes. Um, and so over the weekend, we, you know, swapped out our cell phone plans and all of that. And on Monday morning, while the rest of the world was setting up for BC Tech Summit on the trade show floor, the newspapers, I guess, it went out. Mm -hmm. um, myself and Jeff, 
We sat outside of our office building in the courtyard, hotspotting Wi-Fi off my cell phone and uh, used our company laptops to send out all the emails and, and, you know, made calls and just basically said, here's the situation. Here's what I need you to do. And for the, you know, I know I babysit you guys a lot, but today's the day I need you to just listen and do it on your own. And you can find boxes here. You can bring your stuff to this co-working space. They've already agreed to waive all your rental fees. Like just get the heck out. I, and, and these are to the companies you're incubating, right? These Not were the wavefront, like the the actual companies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like we had probably 50, 70 or more companies that were co-working with us. And that doesn't count, you know, the hundreds of companies that work with us that don't physically sit outside my door. Um, but I, I mean, I've never been through a bankruptcy before, so I don't know what happens. I had no idea if this means our key cards would suddenly get deactivated. So it was a get your butt down to the office, grab your stuff and put it in a safe spot and just get the heck out. I'll call you later. Um, and so we did that for a few hours, fielded a lot of phone calls <laughs> from people who saw the news. And then I just went upstairs and helped people pack. And just basically took boxes, dumped out all my stuff and just started throwing them across the office and saying, who needs a box? You get a box, like very Oprah style. Just <laughs> you get a box, you get a box, everyone gets a box. And uh, yeah, just shuttled everyone out there and um, walked into BC Tech Summit and did a lot of apologies. <laughs> well, I remember, I remember seeing you and, and giving you a hug. And, you know, and again, this speaks to, you know, to you and, 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 and the team there that honestly, I, I, lo I love to death. Um, was that David and I, the first thing we did was we looked at each other, like, how do we, how do we hire Viv? Like, how do we make sure that she's taken care of? And I remember talking to you and you already had like seven offers. <laughs> you told me, and it's like, going, I'm not surprised. You know, I don't know where you'd fit in. Everyone exactly. was we so nice. We were going to do something to make sure you were taken care of. Um, but we didn't need to because the community, well, you take care of the community. The community takes care of you, right? Everyone and I, and I was think, so nice. It was crazy. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's. You're, you're important to us, you know, and this I, is why I think a lot of people are going to listen to this today because they all know you. Crazy. So, yeah, no, I, I remember that summer, though, I, I took a little bit of a break um, and I slept. It turns out that you don't know how burnt out you are until you remove yourself from that situation. And I slept for a month straight and I saw daylight for the first time and, you know, walked around the neighborhood and was like, yay, we have a new coffee shop. And people were like, it's been here for five years. It's not new. So yeah, that <laughs> that was my post-Wayfront summer. <laughs> well, again, it was well-deserved. Well, here, here's here's a, the, you know, an, an honest and like a bit of a surprising question then. Have you ever done your own startup? I mean, you know the game. Have you ever done it yourself? No, I mean, for me now, like I do contracts and I've been super lucky just because the community that in, in a way I kind of grew up in now you know, have given me all these different opportunities, right? Like I've, you know, been able to run conferences for organizations or do programming again. And, you know, I, I got to work with Lighthouse Labs and launch DevHub. Like these are all cool things and people that I've worked with for so many years that now I actually get to be on the team for a little bit. That was really fun. But I've never wanted to actually do my own startup. Minus when I was a kid, I kind of invented the PVR and the Snuggie. Um, but because there weren't accelerator programs, that didn't work out. So I'm not a bazillionaire. Um, but I think now having worked with all the startups for so many years, it makes me not want to do one. Not that it's a bad thing. I think I just realized that I'm happier being in those roles where I get to help them and support them and cheer them on. 
and you know, I, I don't have all my eggs in one basket. I get to kind of, oh, you did a raise. That's awesome. Congratulations. And, and oh, you hire 10 more people. That's awesome. I like doing that. I like kind of celebrating everyone and helping everyone. I've never really wanted to do my own thing. You would think that I would because I could, but. Well, well is, it, is it maybe maybe you're tainted because you've seen so much of the, like everyone, oh, no, everyone hears about the positive side, but yeah. I mean, for everyone that works, oh, yeah. there's 80 it's, that don't. It's and, so rough. It's so yeah. hard. So, yeah. No, so I don't think I'm in that space, even financially or mentally, to mm-hmm. have something I know is the next big thing. I, I mean, how many, you know, swipe left, swipe right apps are there? Do we really need another one of those? Oh, that sounds like a lot of meetings I sit through and people <laughs> pitch, me, pitch me with ideas and apps. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny because I have obviously a handsome twin brother, David, if we talked about. Mm-hmm. And you know, I make I make jokes about your twin, twin sister, Caddy. So you guys are always at the hip. Every event, every, you know, you are. We at are now. Poor Caddy, hey? Caddy's amazing. <laughs> I just want you to tell me this. Where did you meet Caddy? So Caddy was um, co-chair of Startup Week in 2016. And that was the one year I wasn't a part of Startup Week because I was traveling a lot for work. Um, so 2015 was so crazy. And I was like, I just, I know I don't have the time commitment because I'm never here. So I'm just going to step back and call me if you guys need me. And so they, they did a, they built a brand new team for 2016. And then for startup week that year, Wayfront decided we were going to host, I think some event. Um, and so we had a meeting with the startup week team. So Caddy rolls in and Andrew rolls in and I'm sitting there and so I met her briefly at the table and they kept going, hey, do you want to come back on the team? I was like, oh, no, no, no. Just call me if you need me. I don't think I'm, I want to be formally on this team. It's fine. And then they kept asking and I was like, no, seriously, stop. <laughs> I love you, but stop. <laughs> and um, then unfortunately, one of their co-chairs who was working with Caddy had to step down. And so I got a call saying, okay, now we actually really need you. We lost our co-chair. Do you, can you be co-chair this year? I was like, just this year. All right. So I stepped in. It was already July. We had about a month and a half or two months to go. And I hosted that meeting at Wayfront. And I walked into the boardroom and I just walked right up to Caddy and was like, hi, I'm your new co-chair. And she was probably just like, oh, no. Oh, this is just a glimpse of what my life will be. And she has been stuck with me since. And um, yeah, we've done a lot of other projects together. Um, we did, you know, we ran the BC Chamber conference together. We're now both operations managers for Yale Canada together. Um, it's been awesome. I mean, like, you get to work with your best friend, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like, this is like you and Dave, right? Like, you want to work together. You want to hang out. And, you know, we say we're going to go for brunch, but really it's a brunch meeting and we're talking about work, but it doesn't feel like work because we love what we do. And, Um, it's worked out really well because I think we have a lot of similarities in the sense that anytime there's a big decision, we, we realize we both have the exact same conclusion or the same goal in mind. So we never argue about that. Like we both know exactly what, what direction we should go in. And then we also have our differences, which work out really well because I'm obviously a lot more extroverted and, you know, through my job at Wayfront, I've been thrown in this world of constantly having to go to events and talk to people and all of this stuff. Whereas Caddy would much rather, you know, be figuring out our Excel spreadsheet and making sure the numbers make sense because that's not my strong suit. Mm -hmm. So we've managed to balance it out really nicely. And 
we pretty much come as a package deal oftentimes and we share the same email address sometimes. And it's just like, if I can't do it, she'll do it. And if she can't, I'll do it or we can do it together. Um, so it's worked out really nicely. And yeah, she, um, when she, she's managed to drag me into, honestly, it's more Caddy's fault. She usually mm-hmm. come, finds all these little opportunities and sa- and she promises them that the two of us will do it together. And then she calls me and says, we're doing something together. So I don't think I actually have a say. <laughs> Well, tell, tell me about Yale Canada, because because this is an organization I I got to sit in as a judge. And, to, to, to you know, I'm just going to give a little setup that you can tell about the organization. Mm-hmm. But as a judge, I was sitting in a room with maybe 40 other judges and I'm looking around going, hey, these are like pretty senior business people. How, how did you get so many big, you know, really, you know, influential Vancouver business personalities, wherever you was like, to agree to this. And, and I think only you knew Caddy do, but, but tell me about Yale Canada and the great stuff you do there. Yeah, it's, um, it's basically a charity organization um, that works directly with um, school districts and school administration and teachers. And so what happens is um, students can sign up for Entrepreneurship 12, Um, But really, it's our curriculum and the teachers in that school. So usually the business teacher teaches our curriculum. Um, It's very similar to like a crash course into accelerator incubator programming. So the students learn how to start their own business and all of the little core concepts of it. So they learn everything from how to do a pitch and the business model canvas and you know, customer discovery, all of the things that entrepreneurs now learn when they enter an incubator, these students are in grades 10, 11, and 12, and they're learning the same stuff. Um, but on top of that, you know, they're doing how to how to network, how to, you know, gosh, so many things, like how to do public speaking, suit. how to wear a suit. Oh, that's so funny when, you know, you need to help them tie a tie. That's oh, yeah. always fun. But it's it's really interesting because these students are, are 10 years younger than the entrepreneurs that are already out there doing it, but they're learning it in high school. And a lot of them don't actually want to be entrepreneurs. They just want to learn the skills that come with it because they're not getting it in high school, mm-hmm. um, in, in a traditional high school class. So we've got, you know, nine classes here just in Metro Vancouver alone. A lot of them are district-wide classes. So, you know, all the students in Richmond, for example, travel once a week after school to the host high school to take this Block X class for, you know, three hours. And so these are students who have made that choice to take an extracurricular class and be ahead. So they get credit for graduation for high school. But if they choose to go to SFU because we have a partner with them, they actually get university credit as well. So then they're one course ahead of the first year students. Um, and we bring in, you know, you and, and all these other amazing people in our community to, to take part in the program. And so they go in as speakers and, you know, they talk about their entrepreneurship journey and obstacles that they've overcome or any, you know, advice that they want to share with this next generation. Um, and the students are awesome. Like it's a, a one hour speaking engagement and they're just like, wow tell me more. (laughs) And they ask so many questions. It's so amazing. Um, And then the second half of the program, they actually form teams and learn how to come up with a business idea. And um, they get matched up with a mentor who walks them through the process. And it's kind of like their their guide and their support. Um, And they prepare them to actually pitch their idea at Venture Challenge, which is where you were a judge at. Um, And they're pitching in front of people that they would in real life if they chose to do this um, business. 
So mm-hmm. it's everyone from, you know, accelerator program admission staff. It's, you know, other CEOs that potentially they could be working together with. It's investors. It's, you know, wow. We, I think we even have people in, in finance and, and in law firms, like anyone that they could potentially deal with in real life, they need to go and learn to talk to. Um, so it's a pretty cool program. We usually get about 200 students a year. Um, this is my second year with Yell, um, and I and again I do that with Caddy, and it's it's great. The kids are just amazing. They're 16 and just so so smart. And it's my favorite is when I bring in um, CEOs that are, or founders that I used to work with at Wayfront that went through my program, and I ask them to come back and be judges. And it's the funniest thing. And I do it just for honestly pure enjoyment. Um, but to watch them come up to me afterwards, and they're like. Remember when I pitched to get into your program? I sucked. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, not even close to how these kids are pitching. And he's just like, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. But, well, at least I know we're in good hands for the future. <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? And I'll agree with that because I went, I think you were with me when we went and spoke at John Oliver. Yes, and I was. Yeah. Some, I had some to sit very, Yeah, some very engaged students. One not so engaged student. That's probably a story I shouldn't tell so much of. But, (laughs) um, but you know, there's this one young young um, lady um, um, from a student, and she still reaches out to me. She just blew me away about her maturity. And I mean, no matter what she does, I know that she's going to be in you know an excel. And and I instantly look going, wow, in six years, come work for me. Like right, yeah, no, right from high school, which is amazing. Yeah, and we have um, an ambassador program. So graduates of the program, they have the option to kind of stick around with us if they love us. So we usually get about 15 of them that hang out and they they speak in classes now. So they actually act as speakers. A lot of them have decided to launch their own side business. So they reach out for business advice, you know, it, and they volunteer at all of our events. A couple of them joined us for Startup Week and they were asking questions to the speakers. And we're like, don't forget to ask the ones in the chat room. It's it's amazing. And these are students who are would have never even, you know, raised their hand in class. And mm-hmm. now they, they stand up in front of hundreds, if not thousands of other people to share their story. And it's crazy. Like I, I couldn't have done it at 16. So it's kind of nice that, you know, now they can. <laughs> Well, you're giving them the tools, you know, and it, and and when I listen to them, I mean, they have some good business ideas, but really, I like to think of it as it's process over product. Exactly. That way. And you think, wow, look how far they've gone just using the processes and the tools mm-hmm. to really kind of, you know, identify a, a, a product. And, you know, it, it's not, it's not going to be a billion dollar idea. Or, I mean, hopefully mm-hmm. it would be, it's not going to be, but the learning that you get from that, it, it's just you know, mm-hmm. honestly, I, I salute you for doing that. Well, it's just like even being able to pick up the phone and talk to a potential customer. They would oh, yeah. have never done that. It's, it's scary when you got the Snapchat to do it these days. <laughs> and t- no, yeah. it's, it's TikTok now, right? Uh, it's yeah, TikTok. And you know what's <laughs> ironic is my son, the 12 year old nerd he is, just sent me a, a request because he gets cut off after two hours on his phone. He just sent me a TikTok request as we speak. He's probably <laughs> going, Dad, why have you not accepted this yet? You know, uh, you know, he's posted TikTok videos about you not giving him no, more time. I, I know I would have. So <laughs> here's what, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to end this question here. Yeah. How has your golf game progressed? <laughs> why do you ask? <laughs> why do you think I ask? Um, well, I have access to one of the best golf instructors in the lower mainland. That's why. Um <laughs> It has. I have funny. I haven't actually taken a legit lesson because um, so, 
context is my boyfriend is a golf instructor. We're not that crazy. Um, but he he actually started his own business, um, launching his own uh, golf academy. And so the first year and a half was just us setting up this new business. So I never had time to actually take a lesson because I just Every time I go there, I'm laying turf or painting something. So it's like, I don't want to be there. So this year is the very first time I kind of learned. And um, I'm doing a lot better than I would have before. <laughs> It'll only get better. I could only get better. I can only go up from here. <laughs> See, I'd, I'd like to think that. But the more I golf, the worse I get. I, I It's it's a weird Let me game. know if you need lessons. I'll hook you up. <laughs> Now that I know someone, there you go. There you go. That's that's your mistake. Well, Viv, I got I got to say thank you. Not not only thank you for being on the show, but I'm actually going to say thank you from all of Vancouver. Okay, from all of BC, of all of us who have done business and how much value you have personally created in 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 this whole group. You know what? First off, thank you, and also we love you because you do it for the Aww. least. You, you're totally selfless. Selfless when you do it. It's all about everyone else's win. And, and, you know, I think that's why everyone has all the time in the world for you. And, and I hope that you recognize that moving forward, you need anything. You just, if you put that on social media, I, I know that you'll have <laughs> thousand answers because you make a difference in the community and there's very thank few people. You. So thank you very, very, very much. It's, it's honestly, it's, you know, you guys too, right? I mean, honestly had, you guys not been one of the best companies I've managed to partner up with and, and all of these other companies that have just been like, Hey, let's do things together. Or how can we help each other? This job would have sucked. <laughs> I would have left a long time ago, but I think we're really lucky that, you know, Vancouver as a community has been so lovely and so supportive of each other and, and so willing to just give and help each other that it, it makes it all fun. Um, so it's thank you to the community for this one. <laughs> Hey, Afternoon Tea listeners, if you got this far, I assume you like this episode, and that is awesome. Thank you. In such a case, please rate and review Afternoon Tea Podcasts and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever the heck you get podcasts from. Afternoon Tea is a new podcast focusing on the business of technology in Canada. We do have some great guests lined up for future episodes, but we would love to hear your thoughts on who we should be speaking with, too. If you'd like to email us, please do so at podcast at ttt.studio. That is P-O-D-C-A-S-T at T-T-T, that's three T's, dot studio, S-T-U-D-I-O. You'll notice there is no dot com because we are that sophisticated. Furthermore, you can find us on social media at TTT underscore studios. I look forward to chatting with you soon.